Good afternoon. It is the 10th of May, 2019. Today is a Friday. And it is 2.22 in the afternoon. I've seen Avengers Endgame three times now. The third time was yesterday. And... Uh, excuse me, I had to look up something, so if there was a weird break there, then. Um, yeah, so I've seen Endgame three times now, and I made a few notes, not not very many, on on some stuff that, that stood out to me this time. And uh, the first thing that stood out to me was at the very beginning, well, not the very, very beginning, but shortly after the, the, the scene that followed the, goodness gracious, the scene that immediately follows the Hawkeye family scene, which is the very first scene that you see in the, in the whole movie. So the second scene is Tony Stark slash Iron Man in space with Nebula. And it, it struck me as interesting that it's technology that is taking care of Tony Stark at this point. From the very first movie, Tony Stark has been, very first Avengers movie, which is Iron Man. Tony Stark has been and, and it is in all of the comics and lore <clears throat> this brilliant he's kind of like an Elon Musk to the nth degree <clears throat> I guess Elon Musk is in some ways like a real life Tony Stark he does crazy has, has all these various missions and plans and he speaks in a very hyperbolic kind of way and says things are going to happen in these extreme time frames you, you, he announces some project and you expect him to say it should be ready in the next decade but instead he says it'll be ready in the next year or something we'll, we'll be doing this by the end of the year and sometimes he's accurate i think more often than not he, he's he's a little bit um a little gung-ho on it on his time frames but some of the stuff that they've done is just is it's it's nuts if you look up falcon heavy launch i think it happened in this april of this year the the Fal falcon heavy launches goes into space and then lands all three of the boosters land back on earth it looks like something out of a a science fiction movie i mean it a, a, a spaceship takes off and then lands back and then just needs to be refueled and it can do it again which is is nuts <clears throat> that's the first time that that's ever happened successfully all three landed and so now that that's happened, it'll just be easier and easier and easier to replicate that. Just do it again and again and again and, and refine it and make it even better. And that's not to say that there aren't going to be or, or couldn't possibly be any mishaps. There certainly could. But the chance of, of that happening is less and less. It's like the, the first person that ever did a, a backflip on a, on a bicycle. Male backflips on bicycles, on BMX bikes, it's, it's no big deal. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. That first person was the, the pioneer, and they, they're the one that, that pushed that. So anyways, one of my point here is that Tony Stark has been this innovator, this, this, this driver of technology. The, his Iron Man suit has gotten more and more elaborate as time has gone on to the point where it's like a, a nanomachine thing contained in a watch, and it can completely cover him in, in, in an instant and do whatever he needs to do and kind of power it off of his, his mind. And here he is on this ship. It's broken down. It's adrift in space. And the person 
the being that's taking care of him is this cyborg woman. I just thought that was that was interesting and, and fairly um, uh, prophetic isn't the right word, but profound maybe. And the next thing that stood out to me was the uh, the appearance of Captain Marvel. Now I don't know exactly all of the I don't know very much of anything surrounding the Holy Guardian Angel, but the Holy Guardian Angel is an idea that shows up in a lot of spiritual practices and um, certainly is a staple of mysticism. And it's, it's basically the highest ideal, the best good that, that, that can be reached. But the Holy Guardian Angel doesn't show up uh, for any damn reason. It, it, the Holy Guardian Angel doesn't just come to you easily and if you just ask it to. That, that, that's not how that works. Whereas forces of darkness will come to you right away. They're just itching to be called upon. They, they will jump up at, at if you so much in, as, as turn in their direction. They're just waiting, just begging to get any amount of attention. So it's very easy, exceptionally easy, to fall into the path of darkness and go down a really dark road. Whereas pursuing the light and pursuing good is far more challenging. It is, is much more difficult. And anybody that's ever lived and paid attention to how their day goes can attest to that. They might not put it in the same terms that I have. But if, if I mean, just ask yourself, what is easier? Following the straight and narrow path, eating healthy and, and ignoring those impulses to sleep in a little bit longer, um, you, when you think to work out and you just go, ah, I'm not going to, I'm just going to watch another YouTube video or I'm supposed to be doing this or I know I should be working on that project, but I'm just going to, I'm going to derp around on my phone or, or I'm going to, I should go on a walk, but I'm not going to, oh, there's that, 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 that thing I needed to clean. I needed, I was going to sweep out the garage, but ugh, I'll, I'll just do it tomorrow. Giving into that reluctance and, and. Um, procrastination is always easier than doing the thing that is harder to do. I mean, th that's just, that that's obvious. What's easier to do? Sit in your chair and do nothing or get up and do something productive? Obviously sitting in your chair because it requires you to do literally nothing. You're just sitting there. I mean, you're, you're breathing, so it, I guess it's not literally nothing. Literally nothing would be you dead, I, uh, for, as far as I know. But there, being dead is a hell of a lot easier than it is to to live. Now there are degrees of that between dead and living fully. What is a, a fully lived life? I don't know. My point here is that reaching for that holy guardian angel is is challenging and usually comes in the holy guardian in mysticism. The holy guardian angel usually only shows up if you have really pushed yourself to the limits and have done so in a way that proves your worth being visited by this divine being. And so here Tony Stark is, he's given pretty much everything that he can at this point to fighting in, in the Marvel Universe at this point, the ultimate evil. And he's, he's, he's as far as he knows, he's, he's done. He's, he's recorded what very well may be his final message to his family. He's saying his goodbye and he says, you know, when, when I 
when I drift off, it'll be, it'll be with, with thoughts of you. You'll be the, the, you're always what's on my mind. And, and then it's, it's a machine woman that is putting him into his chair and it looks like that's, this is it. He, he's done. The, the, Tony Stark's on his way out and he's in a cradle of a machine. He's in space. Um, his coffin is literally a, a spaceship. It's, it's, a, it's a machine spaceship. It's it's not a, a a thing that is grown from the ground, or it's not it's not a plant like thing. It's not it's not an organic thing, is what I'm trying to say. It's a man made thing. It's it's technology at a, at its absolute extreme, and Nebula is a combination of machine and uh, biological, just as Tony Stark is in some way. So it's 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 gone full circle. The machine being is taking care of him. I just thought that was very poetic that's the word i wanted earlier maybe i did say that and in this final moment in his final moments the holy guardian angel comes to him and looks like a freaking angel in space and that's when she shows up because that's the only time that she would show up obviously or maybe not so obviously but it seemed fairly obvious to me the other thing that really stood out to me and this is pretty um in your face but I also, I like it a lot. I, I don't have any problem with it. And it's been shown in multiple movies is Peggy Carter, Captain America's love that he, you, we first are introduced to in Captain America, the, the first Avenger that came out in 2011, I think. Let's see, Captain America, the first Avenger came out in, da, 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 yeah, 2011. So eight years ago, we were introduced to Chris Evans as Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Peggy Carter. And at the end of that movie, he drives this plane, just shoves it into ice where he's found 70 years later. And he's got this picture of Peggy, Captain America does, in this compass and if if you need it spelled out to you then I, I don't know what to tell you I guess you you've you've missed stories you've missed out on a lot in stories and, and that's that's a bummer but I'll, I'll spell it out anyways that has been his true north that when he opens that compass this guiding this tool for guidance to that will help you find your way that's what he sees is Peggy Carter that's the very first thing that he sees when he opens up that compass. So like I said, it's pretty obvious, but I also like it a lot. That is what is driving him at all the, all this time. So of course, that's how this whole thing in game ends is him with her. It's, 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 it's <laughs> what that says to me is if you do the right thing and your true north, if your compass, your moral compass, which is what Captain America is. He's he is a moral compass that for the, the his team for himself. He's gone through various things, and I want to touch on something. The whole Hail Hydra thing. You might be like, well, how how could how could Cap do that? I'll touch on that. But if you follow that, that your true north, you follow that the North Star, whatever that is, and it's a good ideal. It's something like true love, like like Captain America's. Peggy Carter is for Captain America or Tony Stark's family is for him or uh, Hawkeye's family is for him although he gets a little bit twisted and warped and he's uh, 
I'm, I'm not saying that what he did was right, but it's understandable he just took the less honorable, less moral path. Um, like a dark Batman. He, he was killing people, and that's definitely not the way to go. But Captain America is the ideal, and this is shown in multiple ways. He, he, he's able to move... Uh, I might butcher this, but Mjolnir, the Thor's hammer, he is worthy. And coming full circle, he ends up with Peggy Carter, and he and he gets to live that life with her that he he wanted to, that he missed out on. And so when he goes back to 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 deliver the Infinity Stones back to their proper places, so that the the timeline gets corrected and everything's hunky dory, he ends up with the woman of his dreams. Now, back to that that scene in the elevator the Hail Hydra scene. So when that first happens in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, he beats up all those guys, the, the Hydra soldiers. He, he, he smashes their faces in and, and he, he takes a very violent approach. And then in Endgame, when he's back in that same situation, he's learned there are other ways to do things. And these people are bad. And so lying to them is... I don't know what a succinct way to word this, but I'll try. It's okay to lie when the entire game around you, as it was in that situation, is a lie. What I mean here is the Anne Frank being hidden in your home during occupied Germany, Nazi Nazi occupied Germany, and, and the, the Nazis are looking for Anne Frank, or they're looking for the Jews that you have hidden in your basement or under the, the secret floorboard compartment, whatever the case is. Um, when when the game around you is being played in a dishonest, incorrect way, and the people have broken all of the rules, then it's okay to break those rules. Now, the trouble with that is is that you have to have knowledge of what the correct game being played is or what the correct game that should be played is. And when I say game, I don't mean a board game. I mean life. So when Captain America is in that situation, he knows that these people are liars. He knows that they're fakers. He knows that they're members of Hydra. And so for him to lie in that situation, here, I'm just going to use your own tools against you. There you go, and I leave. I don't, I don't need to smash your faces in. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody's fine. And these guys were bamboozled, the bad guys. And Captain America has a little smirk on his face because, huh, that was kind of fun to do. Those times are extremely rare. And I don't think that in my 35 years I have ever been in a case, ever once, where lying was okay. Most people won't be. Most people will never be in an elevator full of Hydra, <laughs> Hydra uh, agents and you're Captain America looking to get out of there without causing a big skerfuffle with the, 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 the staff. That, that's not gonna happen to you. Or if it does, then, then you know what to do. You can, you can whisper Hail Hydra into the, the bad guy's ears and get out of there. You're, you're probably not going to be hiding any sort of uh, person or peoples under your floor because there are some bad people out and about looking for them. But if you ever are in that situation, that is the only kind of situation that I can think of that it's okay to lie. Um, let's see, what else? 
Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Spider-Man Far From Home when that comes out. That's just, I, if anything, this uh, this in-game movie has made me even more excited for for Marvel and the all the things that they're they're putting out. I used to be a really, I used to really like DC, but um, <sighs> thanks to the freaking brilliance of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they have just nailed point after point after point on, on these movies with very few misses. The Captain Marvel movie, actually I'd like to go back and watch that again because I'm curious to see if I would have such a, a negative opinion of it. I don't know. I still, there's just, it's very difficult for me to find reasons to think that it's okay for you to steal somebody's motorcycle after they've been a jerk to you. Okay, the guy was a jerk to Captain Marvel, but stealing his motorcycle and his jacket, uh, okay, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, proving to Nick Fury that you're uh, some sort of superpowered being by destroying a a jukebox, I, I don't, I, I'm. It's hard for me to frame that in a way that I go, oh yeah, that's that's totally okay because X. I, I don't know what X could be for me to say that that's okay. Maybe it's just more. Maybe it's 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 was done to kind of prove that she's not very good at this superhero thing. She's this brash, emotional, not very controlled person, and just kind of, I mean, the way that she destroys ships, spaceships, in both Captain Marvel and in Endgame is just by flying through it repeatedly. There's no finesse. There's no uh, precision to what she does. She's just this raging wrecking ball of of energy. Maybe that's what they're going for there. If so, okay, hey, you nailed it. I still don't agree with that approach. I, I, I definitely think that that's uh, pretty juvenile, I guess. But um, aside from the Captain Marvel movie being kind of ho-hum, eh, not, not, certainly not my favorite of, of the franchise or the, the large mini-franchises that comprises the Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC has dropped the ball again and again and again and again and again with a few high marks. They, the, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are still some of the best superhero movies that, that are out there. But those aside, and the, the quality, not amazing, but certainly good, Wonder Woman movie does little to fix the, the massive problem that all the others have caused. I didn't even go and see Aquaman because I just, I don't care about that character. Of all the characters that you could have put a movie in or put, made a character interesting or you, that you could have found or, or gone through, you, that's the one you grabbed? Really? I, I, I don't know. The Keanu Reeves Constantine movie that came out, uh, I don't know, nine ten years more than that 2005 apparently so yeah uh, 14 years ago was solid from what i remember it was it was it was just another fine movie i don't remember it being terrible i don't remember it being great it was just fine um i don't know what what its score is on metacritic or anything like that i would guess 50s or 60 but they, it's just, it's, it's just a hodgepodge of, oh, let's make this movie over here because they don't have, they being DC from what I can tell, a Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige 
was initially brought on for the very, very first X-Men movie, which was one of the best superhero movies at the time. That was the movie that people kind of went, whoa, hey, a superhero movie could be done or can be done. Wow, look at that. It's, 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 it's solid. Um, and he's been an executive producer or a producer or in some capacity connected to all of the movies and shows and basically anything having to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and his knowledge of the cinematic universe and of Marvel period from what I can tell is vast and deep and so it's thanks to this guy that this connecting force that pretty much has say in, in everything which is exactly what you need and it's under him that these movies have made a combined 21 plus billion dollars so that's nothing to scoff at by any means um i don't know how much the the budget has been but i'd say i would guess it's less than half that probably so it's it's at least 10 billion dollars in profit at least and that's that's not counting i think that's just box office sales that's not counting all the toys and all the other side things that they're making gobs and gobs and gobs of money off of i've just Anecdotally, I, I, I've been meaning to ask about this, but at Time Traveler, where my wife and I go to play Magic the Gathering, I've noticed more people in there looking at comic books and looking at figures and buying stuff, and that's probably because of in-game. I, they, I would imagine every time one of these movies comes out, they see a spike in, in sales of comic books and people looking for, oh, I really like this character, so they want to get Hulk, or I, I, they want to get figures of of Captain America or Thor or get the comic get the first issue of uh, the first appearance of um, Black Widow or something like that um, where was I going with all this not that you can answer me oh that's right so DC has just if you look at a, a, a chart a bar graph and it, on one end left to right you go is time and then the up the, the vertical is Dell's opinion of it you'd just see this downward downward drop of DC just just taking it just and there'd be a few blips here like uh, the Batman movies okay they're oh, there are kind of spikes back up oh it's his opinion is going back up um, uh, reading various comics okay there it takes little spikes there Grant Morrison's uh, Batman and Robin um, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. There's a few things here. Okay, that's, that's okay. But this movie just, oh my gosh. Just, I, I didn't see, after I after I watched Batman v Superman, I just, as I said, I'm kind of done with these movies. They're they're so bad. They're, they're, they're painfully awful. They look like somebody trying to make a superhero movie 15 years ago or, or even longer. It's like, what do you, you're, they're so serious and they, they, there's no self-awareness they're just i don't know it's like that they, they they come across as the the kind of person on instagram that that posts all sorts of inspirational memes but you can tell that they're not really living the life that they are they're talking about on a regular basis they're just going on and on about how you gotta live for the moment and and strike the iron while it's hot and every embrace every moment but that's just kind of all what they post it's a bunch of bluster and fluff and there's really nothing there i don't know it just seems very empty that that world to me it's just it's all this veneer and it's, there's just nothing to it and i think that's because 
they don't have this large connected universe where this movie references that movie and they're they are all aware of what's going on and they're aware of the the larger world around them so they become in a way more real that like in game has references to other movies they're they're talk they when they're talking about time travel they're talking about back to the future and hot tub time machine and bill and ted's excellent adventure uh they they uh in in doctor strange i think it is they they talk about Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavors named after some of the Avengers characters because that's obviously something that would probably happen. So it, it feels way more real. It feels like it's taking place in our universe, like it's happening just a half step over, right there. Just in, a, in if if we're in Earth Prime or if they're in Earth Prime, then we're in Earth Two or vice versa. It's just it's it's just a if you change a tweak a few things here and there, suddenly we're in the Marvel universe, and in a way we are. Whereas DC, it's just, know, it just feels like this hodgepodge of, oh, let's try and make this work. And the next movie they've got coming out is Dark Phoenix. I just don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that um, now that the, the, the X-Men characters are under Disney's head roof, that they'll find a way to combine these universes and, and, and make those movies those movies even better but it still doesn't fix the dc problem i used to be a large fan of dc and that's largely because my dad had always said or a few, maybe he said it once i don't know about always but it said that he was a fan of dc and so i remember from i mean i didn't have comic books growing up but i remember just thinking oh i those are the characters that i'm going to be interested in and i do like batman as a character but i've definitely i don't know fallen fallen less interested or fallen out of love with the DC universe in the in the past few years and I definitely like Marvel a lot these days uh let's see what else I guess that's about it I don't really know what else to touch on here so I hope the podcast with my wife has been interesting I've been enjoying them a lot and I look forward to creating more. If tonight's tip payout is decent, as in more than $100, which I'm, I'm hoping it is because it looks like it'll be a pretty busy night. There's a show right next door. I don't really know anything. Luann, the Countess? I don't, I'm not really sure what. It's like a variety comedy music kind of show, I think, from the very little I could find on it. But if that crowd looks as fun-loving as they seem to be in some of the videos, although they, they make those videos as, as interesting as they can. But that aside, if it is a fun-loving, good, enjoyable, warm, happy crowd, then they're probably going to want to get some drinks in, and that means we'll probably be fairly busy. And if that's the case, then I'll make some decent money. And if I make more than $100, I'd like to go to Best Buy or Walmart or something of the sort and get a video camera because this camera camera which can record video, but it doesn't do a very good job of it, is a pain in the butt and it stops recording after about 20, 22 odd minutes. And so we have to chop the, our videos up, and which means it, it just, it's, it's a pain in the butt to do. It'd be like somebody coming in and go, okay, guys, take a pause here for just every 20 minutes in the middle of your conversation. It's, it's, it's difficult to keep those trains of thought going when you haven't to keep this in mind. This being the, the time restriction. Oh, we, we've got to try and 
we got to wrap our thought up here at the 20 minute mark or can we get into the story i don't know it might take too long so we got to be mindful of that and it's real pain in the butt so assuming tonight's payout is pretty good then we're going to get a camera that way we can record these movie or our videos and the podcast in one long take and not be worried about the time restriction and not have that be a, a, a that won't be a problem and that will be a big weight off of our our shoulders and it'll make recording these videos all the more enjoyable if you're if you're if your tools are getting in the way of production then it makes production of of whatever you're trying to make that much less enjoyable so um it, it'd be kind of like uh wanting to be an artist but all of your your brushes or your pens all had a, a kind of a, a a sharp texture to them and they had a chance of cutting your hands up or, or stabbing you it's just man this is if I, if I hold it in the wrong way it, it gives me this this rash or it cuts into my hand <laughs> it, would, it would just make the entire process of, of drawing or painting a, a real serious chore and so that's in a similar way or in a kind of in that, in that vein is what it's like to make videos and record these podcasts. I don't have that problem with this voice recorder because it doesn't have a time restriction like that, but our camera does. And when we're trying to make these videos, it, it uh, certainly doesn't lend itself to ease and simplicity. All right, I'll end things here. If you haven't seen Endgame, you should do that. All right, I love you. Bye-bye.